Welcome to episode 29 of the Permaculture Pimpcast. The only permaculture pimp cast out there where we discuss permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? Man, I'm doing good. Um, still busy, still busy, still trying to catch up. Episode 29, man. Can you believe it? Yeah, we're almost to 30. Yeah, check us out on the Fountain app, y'all. Tip a pimp. That's what I'm talking about. And this episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap, where you can go get it at twooldcrows.com. Yeah, that's actually linked in the description box. Yeah, so check that out. Hey, y'all, before we get into it, also, um, man, a lot of positive feedback from this. And, of course, there's going to be the blockhead uh, lunatics out there that don't like <laughs> what we say. So they're going to give us negative reviews. But if you would, if you're listening to this, drop some reviews over there. Tell everybody. Tell everybody you know what we're doing here. Because as you could tell by the music, as you could tell by the tone, you could tell by the structure of this pimp cast and it's not like there's not even a there's not anything like it out there i'm not saying we're better not saying we're worse i'm just saying there's nothing like it and that's exactly what we were looking for yeah yeah um also leave a review if you could uh there's only one negative review so far and uh i can't even read it to understand what they're trying to say well don't hey (laughs) man with what we're saying sometimes don't be (laughs) don't be shocked because i'm expecting a whole lot more you know every time on youtube whenever it was funny that we would see this giant purge whenever i do a front porch you know like danny from deep south kind of thing whenever i do something like that it was always funny because you could see the subscriber count drop i mean like a anvil just fell on your head you would see that subscriber count drop and then i was like okay well at least they know where i'm coming from now so maybe they don't want to link up with me so that's cool that's the free market that's what it's all about so i'm all about that y'all all right tip of the day because we're going to be talking more and more about um you know this podcast we're still finding our sea legs we're going to be going in a wide variety of directions um, because it is permaculture, preparedness, and practical living, um, that's a wide net. And so we can do a lot of things here that we can't even think about doing on YouTube. But, and we could talk about a lot of things too, but there was so much discussion over this last week um, with some of the festivals we were at, some of the um, emails we get regarding preparedness. And I even had a conversation today with one of our friends that we made ever since we were going to the SOE events, uh, Trisha. Oh yeah. And, um, we were well, talking, no, we met her at the swale workshop. That was the first time we met. Yeah, her. that's right. That's right. And, um, so I was on the phone with Trisha today talking about a number of things. And, um, one of the big things that we've been getting into and a lot of people, man, are asking in their emails about preparedness. And frankly, ever since we did that video with Darren and grumpy, I can't believe the number of emails regarding, hey, can you come here and do a consultation regarding security and stuff at my homestead? Um, really can't swing all that right now. We got a whole lot in the fire. I mean, yeah. a lot of things going. That might be something Darren or Garen should focus in on down where they are in uh, like Kansas and Missouri. Right. It would be cool if there was like a YouTube channel or even like, you know, where it's like homestead rescue, but in this version, we get your place, you know, hardened yeah. up and secure. Yeah. So that would be cool. And I would love to be able to do stuff like that. I just can't get away right now. Y'all, there is so much 
And we'll probably talk about some of the reasons why today. But right off the bat, with so many people seeing what's going on right now, um, I'm just going to say this straight. Start with your dry goods. And I'm giving you, this is where permaculture and preparedness kind of overlay. What do I mean by that? I'm going to go into detail. So everybody's thinking, okay, I need a food forest. I need animals. I need this. I need that. As I'm talking to Trisha on the phone, I'm like, hold on, let's just step back a little bit. Where do you need to start? Son, okay, so where do, yeah. where would you say they need to well, start? Well, every time I do a consultation, I always say start with uh, putting back food and water for everybody in your family first. What like kind of everything, food? Like dry goods. Okay. Like, now, what does that consist I of? I mean, storable food. So, like, stuff that you can put away just for, like, emergencies or whatever may happen. Um, but I tell them to do that first, and then they start building the homestead. Because everybody's out, out there is saying, go get Bitcoin. Go get silver. There was this thing with Robert Kiyosaki. Hopefully, I'll get into that. That's creating Actually, waves. I saw a, uh, a Bitcoin ATM today, um, and it had Robert Kiyosaki. No, was it yesterday? I, yeah, I saw a Bitcoin ATM with Robert Kiyosaki like on the main screen, and he was advertising the like the, the it was like they were advertising and marketing the coming fall. <laughs> yeah, well, he's been making a lot of headway uh, lately, and maybe I'll get into that. But it's got he went on and basically said, "Look, folks, get gold, get silver, get Bitcoin," and he had talked about um, silver getting up to like five hundred bucks an ounce. And I think it's by 2030 or whatever the case may be. Well, before you worry about silver, before you worry about gold, before you worry about Bitcoin, before you worry about all these other things, make absolutely sure the first thing out of the gate is you get your food on lock, get your water on lock. Um, what does that mean? We've talked about it and we're going to talk about it a lot more and and giving more and more examples on YouTube about how we go about doing that and how you can do it. Well, we need to do the updated bucket. That's exactly right. Um, thing because like the inflation, what's available now, stuff like that. Right. We did a thing on the bucket and we talked about it in one of our first podcasts. If you're new to this, maybe you don't know about it, but in a nutshell, how much food could you put back for a hundred bucks or, or something yeah. like that? Well, in our case, and what I'm telling everybody to do is I was talking to Trisha. Okay. So you got, you can go to Sam's generally and get a 50 pound bag of rice. Okay. You got that. Get some beans. You got that. You get a little bit of protein in there. But everybody forgets about fat. And she was one of them. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so if you don't have what we have, where we have gallons and gallons of uh, lard and some of the other shelf-stable stuff, well, you can get coconut oil for real cheap at Sam's. Yeah. And it's it's really not that expensive. You can get the organic stuff. Everybody forgets about fat, folks. Do not forget about fat. It's a higher store of calories. And believe me, if you're in a bind, you're thinking, I man, one of the – Biggest irritations, and I'm probably spending more time on this, but I really need to, is like, well, I don't know if my kids will eat beans and rice every day. Say what? <laughs> they will if they're hungry. That's right. When your belly button's touching your backbone, you're going to be singing a difference. <laughs> your kids are not going to be like, okay, I know we got kids that are very picky these days. They're um, only picky because of you. Like, you're the only reason that they're picky. My parents didn't allow me to be picky, and there's only one food I do not like. Well, when we were when you were growing up, that's exactly what you were what we did. We were in fact, we were we weren't playing this picky stuff and I remember listening to Focus on the Family back in the day before they lost their minds that um Dr. Dobson talking about how there had never been a case of a child dying from starvation when there was available good food to eat. It's never happened. And guess what? There ain't no such picky pit. They don't have picky kids in Ethiopia. No. Or no, anywhere else for that matter. So 
I mean, in any third world country, there aren't picky eaters, you know? So, and if you find yourself in a bind or in a collapse or whatever the case may be, a twister for crying out loud, any of those cases, you're going to find yourself in a position where you're probably eating a bunch of things you don't want to eat. Or the ones that say, well, I'll just go hunting. Okay, I'll deal with that in a later podcast. But right off the bat, y'all, get the stuff you need in terms of dry goods. Get your water on lock. Don't even think about, because I've, talk, I've talked to so many people, in fact, some of them at these conventions or get-togethers or uh, festivals, whatever the case may be, they're worried about Bitcoin and I'm thinking, or they're worried about silver. Is, yeah. That's part of why I got out of the preparedness movement exclusively well, they're way mostly back. mostly worried about like silver and lead. That's really it. Yeah, but you got and no. it stops there. Like if they can't, if it's a skill they have to learn where it's like farming or like growing food or anything like that, they don't want to learn it. No. But if it's like a gadget that they can buy or they can go to the range and show all their friends and stuff like that, then they're all over it. Yeah, that's why I got out of the uh, preparedness industry, or not industry, but the preparedness exclusively groups way on. I couldn't stand this this uh, tunnel vision about, oh, I got my guns. I'm like, well, what about, do you have any uh you know, I don't care how many guns you have. And I don't care how big and strong you are. A bug, a virus, a bacteria could take you out. Do you have a way to mitigate those things? Um, no. Do you have a way to purify water? No. Start with those basic things. Before you th- think about, I need animals, I need chickens, I need this, I need that. Start with your dry goods. And I don't hear enough people talking about this. No. Not it's really, really a major no. irritation it, for and me. And it seems like most people are either talking about... Yeah, just like growing your victory garden and stuff like that, and then canning. And then not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just a very limited view on what's possible and what you could possibly do. And having those things put back gets you started right out of the gate. So if a calamity happens tomorrow or some concern, any bit of that happens, then you're ready right out of the gates. And it's something you can do immediately. So all you need is five-gallon buckets, Mylar bags, oxygen absorbers, and some dry goods. And you're off and running just like that. So it gives you this sense of, uh, I guess, I guess it gives you, it gives you a little bit of breathing room, I think. Yeah. And I tell people like they need to put back six months of food, at least like starting with six months of food, because that's usually depending on where you are, that's usually how long at max you'll have to wait for your next harvest. Well, that's a good point. That's a really good point. And so you want to be able to do these other things, but in a day. You could literally go down to Sam's Club or Costco, whatever the case may be. I mean, I wouldn't go to Sam's if there were a Costco here. But you can be off and running literally in an afternoon, in a day. Yeah, you really could. You could have yourself squared away right there. I mean, yeah, you still got water concerns and stuff like that. But at least food, you would be shocked at how far you can stretch $100 if you do it right. And we're going to do more more and more of that on the YouTube channel. I know it doesn't win subscribers. And right now... Um, actually right now it does. <laughs> well, no, what, what really <laughs> clickbait type stuff. It does. Well, I'll cover that. I know this is about the longest we've ever spent on a tip, but I want to go ahead and say that we might as well cover that since you kind of brought it up is if you go and look at the metrics of all the channels that are doing stuff and encouraging you and doing all these things, you'll, you'll find a little common thing. And I'm talking on YouTube. You're going to find out, I mean, what are the odds that us, um, and two other channels that I talked to you about earlier, I, I probably you want me to bring them up. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Okay. So if you go, the, saying them also shows the absurdity as well. Exactly. Okay. So if, if you take our channel, if you go to socialblade.com, it kind of, it's not completely accurate, but it's pretty close. 
as far as uh, what like the metrics channel are. analytics and stuff like that. Right. So if you go to us, and these are just one, they're friends of mine. So I looked at them, I looked them up, and I looked at um, uh, the Holler Homestead, who probably has one of the most loyal followings of anybody you'll ever find out there, and they should. Then you look at So the Land. What are the odds that all us and, and those Danny. two ch- and Danny Deep South all have exactly the same number of subscribers per day? It is impossible no. at a time in America where record numbers are looking for real deal ways in which how they can look after their families. And so what are the odds of that? Also keep in mind that different size channels uh, grow differently. So like a a 10,000 channel, like subscriber account for a channel, they're going to get maybe like 20 subscribers a day. And that's typical for a 10,000 subscriber count channel. That's going to change once you hit like 100,000. Then you're used to getting like 50 to 100 subscribers today. So for like a couple 200,000 subscriber count channels to have the same subscriber count as a 70,000 subscriber count channel, that doesn't make any sense. It tells you right off that this is all being gamed. Yeah, it's being controlled. Exactly. So, and I'm not complaining about it because I'm, I couldn't be more, if I got a, not another subscriber, I'm thankful for the people that are, you know, and, and it makes it evident when you go to these different festivals and everything, and you realize you got to be really responsible for the things that come out of your mouth. And also, that's what it really does to me, son. Every time I go to one of these things, I'm realizing that I have got to be very, very careful of what comes out of my mouth because there are people that are really relying on some of this information. And I'm always humbled by it because I'm like, I don't deserve this respect. I don't deserve this, yeah. you know, what, what people are offering. And what you don't realize is I have exactly as much respect for you believe me this stuff none of this is going to my head but i just want to make it known that now there are certain former homestead and i say former homestead channels that have gotten they realized that wow if i sell gloom and doom man they really kick up the numbers on me and some of these channels have blown up in massive ways because they're playing that game and right. i'm not going to play it we're and not going to play they've also that game. act like have asked us openly before how do I like uh, grow my channel and stuff like that? Yeah. The same channel is asked that that very same thing. Exactly, and so now they've gotten on this. They've jumped off the homestead bandwagon. They it out. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, yeah, I could have told you this before. If it bleeds, it leads, and these people. So consider that that YouTube and all these other platforms, they're going to put the people in front of you that are going to help keep your attention high, and we're going to cover more of that. Spend a little more time on that than I intended, but we'll go ahead and move on to the next one. I want to make you aware once again, remember Farm Where You Live gathering is going to be October 15th, 16th. We're going to be there. That's down in South Carolina. You can go check. I think the whole family's going, aren't they? Yeah, I think all of us are going to go. Yeah. um, Unless Emily has to work or Kendra has to work or something like that. So maybe we'll give them a heads up. If they can swing it, I'm sure they'll be there because everybody's always asking for the one that isn't there. Actually, I think Emily planned to be off for that day. Okay, cool. Well, she'll be there. And uh, we're going to be there. And uh, Justin and Metcalf Mills, he's going to be there. I was hoping the homesteading pastor would be there, but he's not going to make it. They got another engagement going on, a uh, son and a wedding. And then uh, there's a meetup coming up October 22nd. You want to be there for that one. Uh, that one, I understand, is free. And if you want to sign up for it, you need to RSVP at renewed, renewedhomestead at gmail.com. They're the ones sponsoring this. They're putting it on. Uh, Pinball Preparedness is going to be there. That's going to be at Tow River Campground. And that's going to be in Burnsville, North Carolina. Now, if you want to get more details on a lot of this stuff or any festivals that are coming up, just put the go to freesteading.com. You ought to be there anyway. Go to freesteading.com and then put in the date 
on the calendar, and then it's going to tell you all the stuff that's going on. It'll give you a link to where you can get more information. So these are things you're going to want to go to, folks. Right now, I'm telling you, I'm a hard person to get to leave my house because we got so many things going on. But I can't think of a single time I've been to any of these festivals where I didn't walk out of there with some really good contacts, really good people. Yeah, and and even before the festival, sometimes we're going there not really wanting to leave. And then we end up realizing that it was definitely beneficial for us to have gone to the festival. Because not one of these festivals that have we left and thought, wow, we didn't gain anything from this. No, in fact, every single time I've walked out of there so edified, like, you know, at the back to the land thing where, man, it was just really cool to sit there and listen to some good old music, uh, meet some really, it was a smaller gathering, but man, it was very fulfilling. Actually, if you go to a homestead festival and you don't get anything from it, you screwed up. Yeah, that's on you. But homesteaders as a, as a population tend to be very more introverted in a big way than most other crowds or gatherings or whatever. And it was pretty cool to see a lot of people come out of their shell at that last one and come up and, and you know, it was tough for him, especially your mom. And I think we're going to do a podcast with her. Maybe the next one where we talk about so many women that came up to your mom and it's heartbreaking to hear all these ladies that are doing this by themselves and their husbands, uh, for whatever reason, there's football seasons coming around. They got MMA, they got this and that, and they can't get them off the couch to come to something like this. And there's so many single women See, show up the- so the most offensive shirt that we own for the people in Asheville is the Make Men Menigan shirt. Those are the people I think that shirt is directed to. I agree. Not the not the transgender people that are that everybody takes offense to in Asheville. That's who they think you're talking about. That's who about. they think we're talking about. That's not they're not even on my radar. Well, unless <laughs> that you was, that wasn't didn't even cross no, my mind. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was really geared at these others. But yeah. they're thinking I'm talking about the trans testicles, and well, I mean, like I'm sure they can't just sew your junk back on again after it's been chopped off. So I'm not talking about you people. I mean, it was really, it was. What's so funny? I'm just keeping I it didn't real. Realize you said that till like a few seconds after. No, I, okay, I'm thinking. Well, make men men again. What did you think I was suggesting, man? I mean, you're going to sew it back on? Yeah, I mean, that I don't think you can put it back. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I don't, you know, we castrate some sheep, man. I don't know that anybody's ever wanted put to back. put them back on. So I don't know if that's reversible or whatever the case may be. But, um, you know, that's not my intention. But it's funny that that's what they interpret. But yeah. it's really aimed at guys that are sitting over here watching the ball game while your wife is out there working the garden. So... Look, guys, get loose or get lost. No, don't get lost. Stand up and be what you were meant to be. So, um, yeah, we probably lost some subscribers on that. If that's the case, you shouldn't have been tuning in anyway. In fact, yeah, ladies. Yeah, go listen to Andy Frazella. Yeah, <laughs> ladies, go ahead. Tell your guys to tune into this one because especially if you got some, you know, some sheepdog sitting on the couch and that's that's where he feels like his uh, attention if you have should a, lie. a limp-wristed husband, tell him to listen to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's gonna get he's gonna get mad at you and probably tell you to get rid of those idiots on there. Tell him to skip episode twenty nine. Yeah, yeah, just skip on past that one. All right, as far as farm happenings and everything, we kind of gave you the lowdown of what's coming up, and there's going to be some other stuff too. Um, you know, we're full court press, just like we talked about last time. It's like we're way behind on getting wood, but there's a lot of stuff that's dead out there that we can get yeah. and we're getting. 
So a lot of that we're going to use for bone sauce, uh, the rotten stuff. And then the other stuff, we'll, uh, we got no shortage of wood around here and stuff that's already kind of dried and seasoned in place. Right. So it's just a matter of getting it all chopped up. You and your mom were working on that while I was still trying to catch up on emails. And bone sauce. Yeah, so you were you were taking yeah. that um, that electric chainsaw. Yeah, you is were taking awesome. A, well, tell them what kind it is. Uh, I don't I'm know sure what kind it it's is. It's a steel. Is it a steel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that steel electric chainsaw is is awesome. Um, I mean, of course, you always wish the battery would last longer. I mean, it could ask it could last like ten hours, and we could still wish it would last longer. But um, well, well, maybe it's about that time you ought to be sharpening up the chain anyway when you wear out one of them batteries. Well, even I don't know if it's a different type of chain, but that chain lasted a long time. Yeah, I noticed that too. I was I sharpened it up, and then I took it back out back when I was trying to make some bone sauce, and um, there was a pile of wood over there, stuff I could use and put in the fireplace. And I got to say, man, I, I'm usually yeah. not a, I mean, you can't beat the power of a real deal gasoline chainsaw, but this thing is as close as you're going to get. But I think. it's the torque on that thing. I mean, it starts going like, it doesn't really, it, it, I think it does pretty well. I well, didn't have any, there wasn't anything that I chopped today uh, that I had to use a gas chainsaw for the yeah. only reason i switched over to gas was because the batteries died well i gotta say um the whole reason my motive for even getting that thing was i went into the one place to go get a chain i saw that on the shelf in fact i saw their version of it at tractor supply and i'm like man i better go look and see if steel makes one because i know they make good chainsaws and uh or may- maybe husk varna or somebody like that I mean, i'm sure they got one but i was like steel yeah. that one easy start one man kind of made me a big fan that Husqvarna, I still like more. I still like that Husqvarna more than that steel. It's got the power, man. I like it. But I do like that easy start on the steel. So anyway, that thing has made, and that was really, I got it for your mom. Um, Yeah. Yeah, she was using it today. She liked it. Yeah, she. that's going to be her chainsaw. So that'll make, look, That the whole reason I got that, y'all, in light of everything going on, I'm thinking, okay, if things go sideways and they do cut the power, and I don't have gas availability. Well, I can charge this thing up with a solar generator. Yeah, and also it just an added bonus. Um, there isn't all the extra noise. Well, there but is that. Yeah. I don't know why that's satisfying, but it is. And I noticed that today. It was like, wow, this is a this is a peaceful day cutting down rotten wood or dead wood. Well, it's gonna be a different story tomorrow because I'm gonna fire up that gas one and now that I got everything sharpened up and ready to rock. Okay, other things we're doing also on the homestead, y'all, water back up. Be thinking about that. Because, you know, we got a well that's 650 feet deep, so we better have some rainwater catchment. So <laughs> Go to the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> well, that's exactly what we're, I mean, outside of that, we live in a place where water comes easy. Yeah. I mean, we got springs everywhere. We're in a dry season right now, but. Right. Yeah. But on that same token, I mean, it's been a little while since we had rain, but also on that same. It's been like last weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about that is, is that. We're used to, like in Texas and some of the other places, we're, you know, accustomed to going. It rains pretty easy here, and we got springs everywhere. We got water coming out of our eyeballs. But if we don't have it coming out of this well, then. It just we, got a lot harder. Well, it means we got to go to the bottom of the mountain, go get it up out, and we're doing a little house in a prairie style, dragging that stuff up to the house. So it makes better to put that water higher in the landscape. But I'll be honest with you, folks, just like at the last podcast, um, no joke, it's full tilt boogie. Yeah. getting our preparedness together because things are falling apart. Look, at the risk of sounding like some of these doom and gloomers out there, I'm never going to tell you this stuff unless I'm absolutely sure this thing is coming off the rails, and it is. 
And maybe, nobody's talking about maybe it. Maybe we should do a video talking about things that we're doing to prepare for the coming collapse. Maybe we ought not call it a collapse. I mean, it could be... For the coming takeover. Okay. And by that, I mean we're taking over. Well, I like the way that sounds. But also our power backup, that's another thing we're working on. Um, you know, we got some more generators. Um, and folks, I'm going to hopefully do a video on that too. We're just so way behind. Whenever you go to these festivals, we wind up way, way, way behind because everything has to move. And that means one person doing it by themselves. And then also, look, we're catching up, not complaining. It's just the nature of the beast. But it's also pretty doggone awesome to be out there with everybody. But that's one of the things we're doing too. So power back up, back up. I've been reluctant and reticent to talk about such things because I'm like, I'm really careful about what I tell people out there, what we have or what yeah. we don't have. But I'm not doing anybody any favors. I mean, you're tuning into this podcast and you're watching the YouTube. Hopefully, because we are giving you reliable information while withholding this stuff. Uh, I know a lot of preparedness people say, don't do that. You're telling everybody what you have. Well, we're not telling you everything we have. I'm just got to be more forthright about what we're doing. So if you're going to get a generator, be thinking about those things. And this is important. It's very important. Everybody's thinking, okay, I got a solar generator. Um, let me just tell you something. A lot of these solar generators are going to give you 120 volts, but ask yourself, what is your well running on? Because there ain't too many wells out there running on 120 volts. You need a 240. So if you got your solar generator, you're thinking, okay, I've, um, I've, uh, taken, I've taken an audit of all the things I need. Okay. Maybe I don't need my, you know, your oven. Maybe you don't need this. Maybe that you don't have. You got all those things locked, but you got to be thinking about those critical elements, like maybe your well, that do require 240 volts. So if you buy a generator, gasoline, you better be looking on there that it has a 240 volt hookup because a lot of the ones I, was, I had to order this last one special, and it's a dual fuel. This yeah. latest one doesn't just run on gasoline, but it also runs on propane. And propane, you can easily store a lot of. Right. Exactly. And if you're and running then, that, and then also you can also potentially make your own propane alternative with like uh, methane and stuff. Right. If you, you have animals, a biogas it. digester, something yeah. like that. So you got options for that, but you also want to be smoke testing it. You want to put this thing on there, kill your power, find out what it's rated for and make sure that it's, you know, a lot of this stuff is made in China. So there ain't no telling, but that's one of the things we're also working on. And we're going to do more of a, I know we may lose people over it, but I don't care. I don't need a bunch of subscribers. I just need the good ones, like the ones I met this weekend, the ones that write to us, the ones who are listening right now. I am doing you a great dis... I'm not, I'm not giving you my 100% if I'm leaving some of this stuff out. And frankly, this has always been going on in the background. We didn't just get to it. We're just uh, hardening up what we have in terms of water backup. And I'll be honest with you, we, got, we, we ordered more uh, EMP shields. Yeah. And we're maybe put the that topic the of this video should be we're doing a full court press on preparedness. Maybe that should be the I mean, we're like 30 minutes in. This is, seems to be the topic. <laughs> well, it, it was always kind of baked in. It was really kind of baked in, and I was going to spend a fair amount. The real deal was okay, yeah, I guess we'll <laughs> go ahead. This is the, okay, this well, is we got way ahead. Then. Yeah, this is a totally different. We still have quite a few QA. <laughs> okay, so maybe we'll just do that. We'll save what I had the topic for maybe the next one because honestly, it's actually going to work better then. So, okay, so we just called an audible. 
And that's the that's the business of live radio, y'all. We can do that. <laughs> so I guess we only need one transition this week. Well, no, we're gonna we're gonna drive on with it. But okay, now that we're talking about it, when it comes to this preparedness items, I'm glad you brought that up, son, because I think that's probably more prescient than what I was gonna discuss. Um, when it comes to the solar generators, y'all, um, that EcoFlow is what we got, but it's only 120. Now they got models out there where you can get 240 out of it. And it's considerably more expensive. But in our house... There was something odd going on with the EcoFlow, too. How so? Remember that with the emails? Yeah. And then... Okay, so... so Dad was trying brought that up. Dad was trying to contact EcoFlow to talk about, like, hey, could we set something up? Not just EcoFlow. I was was reaching out to Blue Eddy. I was reaching out to um, several others. And I have never, ever, ever had an email come back to me as undeliverable. But folks, as sure as I'm talking to you right now on this microphone, all three emails to all three companies came back to me as undeliverable. Never happened before, never happened since. And then we purchase an EcoFlow. Yep. And then EcoFlow emails us talking about a sponsorship. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What are the odds of that? Yeah. So none of my emails went out to them. And folks, you would not believe it. I even used my private email at Yahoo Nothing. And I know we need to get some better uh, email servers and stuff like that. And we're looking into that. Yeah. Yeah. We're told like Proton Mail or something like that. Right. Tony uses his own. And uh, yeah. Maybe yeah, that's what we, we need, need to, to do. change our email because, yeah, I, we I need sent to change. out three emails, folks. Three of them. You tell me this thing ain't controlled and contrived. Everything that you see going on around you, when I send out three emails and all three come back as undeliverable. Never happened before has never happened since. So you tell me that's just a coincidence. So look, not trying to freak anybody out, but look, I'm keeping it as real as I know how this ain't look you do with it. Do it. Do with the information. What you think? I know that they're listening to everything. You know, we all got our own bugging device are called cell phones under the telecommunications act of, I think of 1996 They're look, they're listening to everything. What do you think that thing in Bluffdale, Utah, it's all about? What do you think all this other stuff is for? I mean, this convenience is a double-edged sword, so just be aware of that. But here we are, ordered more EMP shields. We're going to put some on the Dodge. We still yep. got to put some on, put one on Emily's car. Yep, Kendra's and, car. Right? Did, oh, no, we did Kendra's car. I don't, Didn't we? I don't think so. Um, we, we still have okay. a couple more things to do, so I may order some more. Hey, you know what would be cool for EMP shield is if they had, like, where you could like, let's say you're renting a vehicle or something to go some from A to B ah. or a U-Haul or something like that. If they had one where you could put it on the vehicle temporarily, and I mean, you could probably do that with these ones, but they're rated differently for different vehicles. No, aren't they? no, no, they're all the same for a vehicle. So, okay. no, son, that's a great idea. If you had something you could stick on there with some alligator clips, yeah, like something other than those sticky backs because those don't come off. Either. No, that's not a bad idea. I'm going to talk to Bobby at um, like a mobile EMP shield. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea because we've rent a lot of vehicles. I mean, our vehicles are so old, folks. When we go to these festivals and you see me roll up in a new truck, believe me, that we ain't just, mine. We just wanted to make it to the festival. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we didn't want any breakdowns on the way. People are counting on us to get yeah. there. So, um, in fact, that truck for the last one, that was an accident. I mean, it was a good accident because we were supposed to be getting a car. Yeah, that was a good accident. Yeah, Dad loved that truck. Man, I'll tell you what, man. I'm not about having payments, but I got to say, I miss that truck. I mean, that thing actually had power. It did everything, but 
Look, man, we we walk the talk, so we're not we don't we don't buy we we don't make payments on stuff. We don't buy stuff like that. So, you know, if anybody has an extra truck, you just want to give away. <laughs> yeah, hey. if anybody's wanting to give away a brand new Nissan Titan, yeah, <laughs> dad's dad's yeah. in the market. Wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, that thing, man. I'm telling you, man. We, me and the guys up there from Michigan, man. We were up there. We were all looking at that thing. I was like. Man, this thing had so many bells and whistles. It was nice. I can't believe they rent that truck out. Yeah, but we put it to the test on this yeah. one. I can guarantee that. Yeah. That thing moved refrigerators and everything else. Two festivals in Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> so that was cool. But yeah, that, I think that's a good idea. If EMP Shield had something where you could temporarily, because it's simple to install, but that's one of the things in terms of preparedness, y'all. I'm not going to kid you. We walked the talk. I got one on the house. Got one on just, I, I need to put that one on the Dodge. Oh, we need some for the generators, don't we? Well, no. Or are they fine if they're plugged, or are they fine? Well, they got they got them for your generators, too. They also have okay. them for your solar uh, arrays, although they didn't have one for because it's proprietary. They didn't have any. They didn't set up a thing with EcoFlow to make that happen. So oh. they're working on that. And if you need any of those, look, y'all, I'm, I'm not going to kid you. Um, I didn't reach out to EMP Shield. Well, they didn't reach out to me. I reached out to them. Everybody, if you see us talk about something, it's because I reached out to them. Yeah, I know which means like we've used the product. We know this is the best product and we want to work with this product. And I said before, you know, when I did the, um, the video with EMP Shield, not only was I thinking, okay, I've installed as an industrial electrician for years and years. You know, I've installed transient voltage surge suppressors all over this country. Car plants, tire plants, manufacturing plants, you name it. I've worked in a lot of industrial places doing a lot of stuff, and I've installed a lot of these, and not one of them had a guarantee like EMP Shield had. So I reached out to them and said, hey, y'all want to be a sponsor or something? So we'll see how that goes in the future in terms of... um, You You can buy your very own Tesseract. Look, yeah, no kidding. (laughs) Man, I'll tell you what, I am not, man, it's it's kind of a hard thing to, to tell people to get, but man, I'm putting my money where my mouth is, man. We're, we're going to get more of these things, and I'm going to put it on everything. So I heard a very uh, good statement today. That was a bad way to say that. Wow, I sounded like Biden for a second. Anyways, I've heard a very good phrase today, and it was it was uh, regarding like the potential of nukes and all that stuff, and it said, you're more likely to die from the collapse not the nukes. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's true. If you look at all the actuaries and even read that book one second after by William Forstchen, if you look at all that, it's not necessarily the nuke that gets you. It's the the fallout. And then somebody's, I keep getting this question over and over. Well, why do I need an EMP shield if everything's okay? If, if, if it's, if it's for your house, the reason why I'm a big fan of it is that your right. number one threat is lightning. Yeah, And so it arrests that lightning and then they give you a $5,000 guarantee. You don't even have to go to your insurance company. They give you a $5,000 guarantee. I'm like, okay, none of the others I've ever installed give you that. That's your number one threat. So if that happens, bam, I'm covered. But if an EMP happens, that's the number, I'll be honest with you. That's the number yeah, one reason we got it on lightning. the house. It's lightning. Yeah. And then if I'm in a vehicle, you're like, well, if an EMP happens, well, let me tell you. I need to be able to get where I'm going, and that means home. So if I'm out and about and things jump off, I don't need that vehicle to go to the store. I was on my way. <laughs> I just need to get home. That's yeah. where I need to get. 
That's why I'm like, I don't need that thing to make trips afterwards. I just need to get, or maybe you need to get to your bug out location. That's all I need it for. So yeah, we got, if you need one, there it is. I'm not, I'm not trying to sell this thing. I'm just telling you what we're doing right now. And then, um, and having said all this guys, I don't mean this or intend this to be like gloom and doom or anything like that. When I made the statement earlier, this is like the, uh, the takeover. I fully intend on like, we should definitely be taking over whenever everything collapses. I'm very optimistic about this scenario. So we're not trying to like push fear or anything like that. We're just saying, this is what you need to take over. We need to get through what's going to happen. Well, let me ask you this then, because it brings up another point that I was going to bring on that matter. How optimistic are you for the people? And it's actually in my notes here that are on constant vacation. And we know a lot of them. No, I'm optimistic for the people who are preparing the best they can to, because we have to, we have to get through this in order to take over. Right. We have to get through the collapse part, but if you're on constant vacation, I mean, unless your vacation is like going and picking up grist mills or like preparedness supplies or generators or something like that. I don't know. Or like homesteading festivals, exactly. like educational areas. Right. Where um, you're going to pick up new skills and meet new people. That's what your vacation should be right now. That's what, I mean, which would be like, that's a good reason to go on vacation anyways. To, well, we, like, we turn it into yeah. a party with a purpose because we don't take vacations. Right. It's like, um, okay, well, I'm not, I don't know anybody in Europe. I mean, so, but I know people in the deep South. So when we go down there, we make it a party with a purpose. We get to see people that we love and we have a great a deal in common. And now that I know more of them, next time we go down there, if we should get a chance to go back down there, okay, we see these people on the way. Or my brother-in-law, they live, my brother and sister-in-law, they live in uh, Sweden. I would love to go visit them. The way I'm going to help justify visiting them at some point is by going and visiting like the world's best spoon carvers. They all live in Sweden. More more knife that's manufactured in Sweden. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and it's only like 30 miles from uh, their house. Well, you we, it's funny you mentioned that because your mom and I kind of milled over this idea. And I guess she's on the waiting list. I don't know if this is going to work out. But in uh, November, there's this trip to Jordan. And Rick Wiles is doing it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, true news. It's actually going to Jordan. And, of course, there's all these awesome biblical sites that I want to see. I mean, so much of this world I do want to see, but we were thinking, okay, if we're going to be in Jordan, you know what else we're going to see? You're going to go see Jeff Lawton. That's right. We're going to go well, see his, his place. Right. He might very well be there. We were going to see the Greening the Desert site. So if you we know, do, if that does work out, and I'm not I'm not so hopeful that it will, but, um, in fact, I'm not sure I'm willing to leave anything at this point right now. I mean, I don't want to be too far away. I don't want to be out of the country. I'll put it that way. Well, you know where you to go if you get stuck in Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> the place that's already off the grid that's right. and functioning. That's right. It's off grid functioning. But I mean, when you're talking about taking this back, that was actually one of the things in my notes. I mean, how on earth we got all these people out there, you know, them, I oh, know. Yeah. them, And your mom said something that was absolutely jaw dropping. She does that all the time. And she was like, you know what? If you sat through the last two years, you came out of that. And your first thought was, well, I'm just going to go live on vacation for a while. Your your thought was not preparedness. Then it's car, it's kind of hard to have any sympathy for you when this thing does fall apart. Yeah. If yeah, 
even if you like if you're not carrying extra of anything after the past two years you're you're an idiot yeah <laughs> so i mean i don't know idiot. how else to say it i really don't <laughs> i mean your mom was sitting there saying she said it again i mean she said it numerous times but she said it again today like if you went through all this over the last two years and you still didn't after you went in there and saw toilet paper shortages for crying out loud and you're still seeing a bunch of shortages right now and your first reaction is i'm going to go on vacation and i'm talking there's family members too that fit this bill yeah there are um i mean everybody has family members that fit this bill well everybody's going to be in the same exact scenario where they have family members who didn't listen uh completely ignored everything that happened and you think they're going to be a good addition to your homestead? Like, I, I've used the example over and over again. There was eight people on that ark. Noah, his wife, his sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth, their wives. Well, you think Noah and his, you know, his daughter-in-laws and everybody else, I mean, they didn't have cousins, aunts, uncles. Well, they weren't on that boat. Well, same thing's going to happen here, Jack. And I'm not being mean here. I have pleaded with these people till I'm blue in the face about do you see what's going on? Do you need you need to get your butt in gear? All right, y'all. We're going to go ahead and go. When we come back, we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about this world news. Oh, yeah, you came up with some of that Bonamassa. Yep. I think it was his third album. Yeah, man, I love that blues. There was a, I wish I could remember his name, but I'm not looking at the email right now. One of the things, man, it was pretty awesome. He sent me his grandson knocking the roof off this place, man. He sent me like four We should four use clips. that as a transition. Yeah, he, he told me we could do that. Oh, um, really? Yeah, he oh, said okay. he, he might be able to make us some music, so I might have to find some time to reach out to him. I would love to be able to use his grandson's music or him playing some of this other stuff. But it was pretty awesome to hear this young boy out there just, you know, ripping it up. blues from a pimp's perspective. There you go. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe he can make us some music, man. That would be cool. Yeah. If he can make some music like that, yeah, that would hey, be cool. I know you're listening. Tell your grandson, if he can come up with a song, man, we, <laughs> we blues, might have a new theme yeah, song. Yeah, blues, uh, blues from the perspective of the permaculture pimp daddy. Yeah, Trying man. to convince these people. <laughs> that, how, how hilarious. Okay, we usually jump in. Well, we we miss we we kind of misdirected the whole show here, but it's okay. I mean, we're talking about real stuff, and so we're going to hit on this world news, and then we'll go see what the other music selection is. Man, we're way off. No, we're world not, news. No, we're, well, that's usually way before <laughs> now. But you insisted like on ten minutes. Well, you insisted on doing this other thing, and we I were think it was thirty a good minutes idea. in. Well, I don't blame you. It was a good thing, and plus, we have got so many Q and A, and I really yeah. want to get these people answered. And I think you. Guys are going to, I think you're going to appreciate some of the responses and some of the people that wrote in. So we're going to spend time on that. We'll hit this world news real quick. And it kind of hits on what we were talking about. I just want to point this out. One of the big news is what news is <laughs> one of the big things in the news right now. And I quote, um, U.S. stockpiles, anti-radiation drugs. How about that, son? So that sounds like a new injection. <laughs> That's yeah, what that sounds like. I didn't, you know, what's funny 
is, you know, iodine pills and all these other things are saying, but do you see a mass distribution of any of it? What happens? <laughs> no. This thing goes off. Okay, so Russia but decides. But if they did, would you take it? No, that's <laughs> exactly. what I'm saying. I already got iodine put back. You know, that's one of the things that we put back ever since Fukushima. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so yeah, nobody's talking about that or how just about everything in the Pacific is dead and how the fishing industry up in Alaska and Canada, the same places I used to go up there and get 200 pounds of fish, nope, can't do that no more. Nobody's talking about it. No more killer whales being born up there, but I digress. We already got nuclear problems going on. Yeah, you want to piss dad off, talk to him about whales Man. or elephants. Yeah, yeah. Um, two animals that I absolutely adore and love. But here we are, what I'm trying to get at with this world news, y'all, and this is important, everything you think you know has been told to you by profligate prostitutes and pundits. Think about it. Everything you think you know has been told to you by people that make, they are liars. That's what they do. They lie. So when they're sitting here selling fear, like some of these YouTube channels we were talking about, Always ask yourself, who's telling me this? I mean, I'll be honest with you, and I've used this example before. These people lie to the extent. If you had a friend that lied to you, somebody you saw every day, and they lied to you one one hundredth to the extent that these politicians, pundits, and prostitutes do, they could tell you that the sun rose and you would go out there and check. <laughs> but... yeah. But, but we, because they have this appeal to authority by virtue of the fact that they're on Fox News, MSNBC, whatever, pick your prostitute, we automatically think that these people have some gravitas, that they're telling you the truth. Check out, check out ever since, if I'm not mistaken, 1953, um, the operation that came out from the CIA, it, it escapes me. But ever since 1953, they basically had, for the most part, the media in lock. So you cannot believe these people when they're getting a check from Pfizer and all these other people that are pushing you know what. Well, I can say it on here, can I? Yeah, we can say whatever we want. This yeah. is a pimp cast. Yeah. That's right. So all these people pushing this drug they want you to put into their into your body, these are the same people that are sponsoring these broadcasts. You doubt me? Do what we did. Like, we don't watch TV, but... You know, I turned the TV on the last couple of weeks when we were at these hotels. I saw the yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you see? <laughs> That's what when we see? watched TV. Yep. <laughs> well, what? I was looking at the TV the other day, and I was thinking, I was like, I don't remember the last time this was on. I think it like maybe when Charlotte was over. We got a TV, but we don't watch it. Yeah, I couldn't remember the last time it was on. I remember I was looking at it. I was like, I don't remember the last time we turned this TV on. No, we got it. I mean, we don't have any subscriptions. I mean. We, uh, my point being is we don't get mainstream news. So every time we go to a hotel or whatever, yeah. I turn it on just to see what the latest lies are. Yeah. And so just take with a grain of salt, everything they tell you, they are selling fear. There is a reason why all these former YouTube channels are getting pushed to the top. See the tapestry we're weaving here. There's a reason why they are pushed to the top of um, everything of what yep, they're promoting yeah, on yeah, YouTube yeah, because they're like, okay, get these five things or you're going to die tomorrow. Or we're in the middle of a collapse. Notice that they don't provide you a whole lot of solutions. They're doing it for the same reason that the prostitutes do. So that's exactly what I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this. We're going to go to Q and a, but I want you to put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> Thank you.
Man, that's a jam from way back, son. You did good on the music, man. Thanks, Dad. This is still playing, Dad. I think that was Kenny Wayne <laughs> Shepherd, man. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was back in the day. Well, yeah. I say back in the day. It wasn't that long ago, but that's the kind of jams I, I like. Little. All right, y'all. We're gonna we're gonna jump right into Q and A. We got a lot well, of it. Before we get into that, let's start with. Uh, there weren't any questions on Fountain, but there were some cool comments on here. Uh, one from Evan Young said, "Hi, William. Here's a little anecdote for you. I worked at Zaytuna Farm in 2010, and Jeff's blue healer killed a chicken. He tied it to her neck where it rotted. To my knowledge, he was able to kill. Uh, not kill that dog. My bad. Keep that dog. He was able to keep that dog. Uh, yeah." Well, that it sounds, works. Okay, that's yeah, another endorsement. I never um, tried it, but... That's cool. Uh, another one said, oh, so the guy, if you guys remember from the last podcast, Dad was out in the woods eating at the SRF uh, conference, and uh, the guy came up to him, and Dad was on his knees in the woods, and it was a weird scene for the guy to walk up to. Anyways, his name is Jeremy, and he uh, commented on Fountain, and he said, Billy... I think I was the one who found you in the woods by accident. <laughs> man, that doesn't sound good, man. Yeah, yeah finish that statement. response. Uh, I was walking around and just identifying the plants when I saw you. I saw you were trying to eat, so I decided to let you have some time alone. I did get to hang out with you at the campfire Saturday night, so don't feel guilty. I also got to talk to Michelle on Saturday to tell her how proud I am of uh, that my daughter has started a welding class and really likes it. Met my tribe there at SRF. Lots of great people. Jeremy. Oh, thanks so much, Jeremy, man. It's great to hear from you, bro. I know exactly what you look like. It's just, man, I was thinking this is one awkward scene for my man yeah. to roll up like that. And then the last one, this is from Strider, and he's in agreement with you on the headlamps. He said it takes it can take up to 40 minutes to regain your naturally adjusted night vision using the rods in your eyes. If you have to use those headlamp around the other people, point it down as far as you can. If you need to use a headlight after you've adjusted to your night vision, try to keep one eye closed. It takes some time getting used to work with, working with one eye, but your closed eye will recover its night vision faster. Well, so there. Yeah, we're going to cover that more. Um, hopefully everybody's starting to wake up to the disadvantages of things like that. But even on a dark night, just go out there, sit for a while, no light. And you will be shocked at how well you can see once you adjust. I think it might be beneficial for a period of time to do a video every day. Because um, we have we have way more content. Like, the issue that we're coming across right now is that we're... Like, there's videos we have to do, like the chicken tractor on steroids. We have to keep you updated on that. Um, but we... And we have that scheduled on certain days. So... Yeah, I think we should go to I think we should go to every like a video every day for a while. Just cuz we have certain content that's time sensitive like a sweet potato harvest. That's a time sensitive video. It doesn't make sense in two months. Well, I I hate using a video that's and it's out and outdated and old and it's not I mean, typically we film that day and put it out that right. day. I don't yeah. like I really can't stand doing anything ahead of time cuz I want people to see it in real time right. and how it makes sense. Like you said a sweet potato harvest doesn't make sense 2 weeks from now. Yeah. So, or even a week from now. I mean, in some of the other things we do, so we try to I mean, the way we do it, William is pretty doggone quick at the editing and because man, when I heard other YouTubers talk about how much they had to put in the editing, kind of floored me man i mean we're, some folks we're just are putting efficient. in eight hours yeah we're efficient on our filming we film a lot less uh content than other people like as far as uh like a lot less content is filmed in order to make a video for uh, us we're showing you it's not staged or anything we're yeah. just showing you what we got going on that day but there's some things 
especially since we're kind of gearing up more for the preparedness kind of videos, there's other things that we, I mean, we're so backlogged on videos we really want to do. Yeah. And I'm hearing others say, well, I don't know what to film, man. I can't relate. I, no. I really can't relate. So no. the issue got, is we have too much content and not enough time. There you go. Um, Moses, um, he says for some reason, well, I'm going to have to condense some of this stuff. He was like recently ordered 10 comfrey root cuttings from you and planted, but nothing sprouted. I dug it back up. Didn't see any roots taking. It's been over three weeks now. Okay. Um, it's going to take a little bit longer than that. Nephew. I mean, when it comes with these root cuttings, it could take up. I mean, in some cases it could be up to three months when it comes to comfrey and popping up. They're really picky. I mean, you could have the perfect and conditions and all that stuff. But sometimes it just has to, like, it's, I mean, it has a ton of potential energy in one root cutting. There's a ton of potential energy in that one, like, two-inch section. But it uh, it's just picky about when it wants to use it. Well, what time, what don't you want to do with comfrey, Sonny? You want to make sure you yeah. water it, folks, till yeah. it's established. You want to water it, but you do not want to plant it in compost or uh, miracle Grow or potting soil or anything like that. A lot of people ask me, like, hey, I have heavy clay. Can I plant it there? You can definitely plant it there. We planted it in almost Play-Doh in Texas, and it does just fine, and we completely abandoned that place. Well, we got Julie here, and I'm going to try to condense it and put it in a nutshell because we got a lot to get through here. Uh, she's in New York on almost two acres, and honestly, going as a little side note, son, I can't believe the number of people – that are asking for a consultation regarding security ever since that video we did I with bet. Darren and uh, yeah. Grumpy. A and lot of people are wondering. That's yeah. such a foreign thought to a lot of people. Well, she's she's in here saying, I'll kind of cut to the chase here. Um, they're hoping to get things a little more tactical. And she says, before Jesus comes back, with the dollar crashing and money is short and hard to come by, um, she's sitting here thinking, okay, we've been stocking up on food, batteries, gas, and the like. So I feel pretty good here, although you never feel like you have enough, right? Yes, Julie, you never feel like you've arrived, and we've been at this for decades. And she's saying that they got a lot of stuff, and she's wondering how to set up that homestead. Start with what we said. I'm going to try to do more videos concerning that very thing, Julie. Um, look, you're already doing the right things right off the bat. You're thinking about your gates. Um, she says, I'd love to barbed wire the fence with, you know, around the property in the driveway, and use roses and blackberries and stuff like that. Well, that's exactly what that video was intended to do. To make you ask critical questions about the avenues of approach to your property. Yeah. So it may be as simple as, believe it or not, you'd be shocked at how a single strand of barbed wire can be very effective. It's called Tanglefoot. And it's real easy to do. You can you can look that up. Well, I was thinking about Tanglefoot today. Um or it may have been last night in the shower. I don't remember. But anyway, uh, multi-floor rows would be perfect for Tanglefoot. And that stuff takes off. Yeah, but it also means you got lousy soil too. So what's the... Uh, if it's around your perimeter, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Or if it's... Like if you're just making sure you don't want somebody going this direction. And you put... Multi-floor rows will make sure you no, don't go that that's direction. That's definitely a good option. I mean, and you're going to get to a point where you physically cannot go forward. Yeah, so you're doing the right thing. And all the other folks out there that are thinking about... Man, how do I harden my security around here? Well, that is one way to do it. There's a lot of ways to do it. And in fact, I'm hoping more and more that we cover more of that because I'd never realized how many people would want that kind of information. And honestly, as a U.S. Army sapper, I never forgot. That's one of the, I don't know if I, I don't usually, once I put my hands on something, y'all, no matter how long it's been, I usually never forget it. 
So we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with ropes. We're going to be showing you a lot of cool stuff in the future. We're even going to be doing some pretty cool stuff with compost and comfrey here in the coming days. And folks, yeah. I think this might be one of the coolest videos suggested to us by a viewer on YouTube. It's so. the coolest idea for sure. Whether or not it uh, it works. If it works, it's the coolest video we've ever done. Without a doubt. If Without it works, a doubt. it's the coolest video we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, so we're going to put it together tomorrow when we do the chicken tractor on steroids. So stay tuned for that. But it's really, and if it works, it's really paradigm changing. It really yeah. is. I'm I mean, not sure that it will be. but Talk about, well, I, okay, I almost yeah, gave don't, it away. Yeah, don't give it away I almost yet. had to edit the podcast. There you go. I came that close. All right, Tracy asks, uh, they live in a real sandy soil with a lot of oak trees, and their daughter wants a garden. Uh, my question is how to get the most sunlight without clearing a bunch of trees. Any help would be appreciated. Uh, without clearing it? Well, you got, you have to. You're going to have to clear something. <laughs> you have to clear something um, or do a shade garden. Uh, and it could be like a perennial shade garden if you wanted to. That's totally doable. And it uh, depends on like how much sun is actually coming through because it, it doesn't require as much sun as a lot of people think. Um, but it also might require more sun than what you have. So uh, you could start by just trimming branches. So you don't even need to cut down whole trees or anything like that. Just remove some of the canopy directly um, in line with the garden. So like going east to west and just think of, I'm assuming you're in the northern hemisphere. So like kind of fade the canopy out going towards the south. Or maybe... Maybe, just maybe, you might have an opportunity for silvopasture in there. Maybe yeah. it makes better sense to run animals through that area. Um, but her daughter wants a garden. Yeah, you could have both. <laughs> I mean, you could run chickens in there to a certain extent. Maybe, maybe, or maybe the garden. That's like, forget that, eat meat. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, tell your daughter, eat that meat. Go ahead and run some chickens and sheep up in there. Um yeah, so you got options, definitely. All right, this one here is uh, Evergreen Joy. I'm not sure what the name is, uh, for real. Now, this one's going to be hard to convey, but I, I thought it would be interesting. They sent a link. Uh, says, wondering what, what you think about this. Military knows this, and it's involved, apparently. Lots of research Dame Wigington has produced. Now, I think his uh, website is like geoengineering, and basically he talks about a lot of stuff regarding chemtrails and things of that nature and that's oh, the cool yeah. thing about these podcasts because we can kind of field some of these questions well she yeah. sent a like a three minute video of dame wigington and i had already seen the video before talking about now do with this information what you want but all these storms not storms but that giant storm that just uh parked itself over florida hurricane, yeah. yeah that uh hurricane look guys this well, here, this is well, a for me, sure thing. Well, let me put this let me put this into perspective before you respond. In that, all these emitters and all these power stations, and my buddy Steve is pretty good at this as far as seeing all these different places that all of a sudden come online whenever these twisters do really weird things and they just stop for a second, and then they dump a bunch of rain and devastation and then move on yeah. right over Central Florida. Well, yeah, so like in the 50s or 60s, Disney did a documentary talking about how they did this very thing. Like they redirected a hurricane go hitting, heading towards Miami and how one of the negative side effects was that there was a severe drought in Kansas. Like, Well, what about Operation Popeye back in yeah, Vietnam? Like this isn't even... I, Guys, it's true. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, it's I true. don't know what to tell you. I mean, regarding some of this stuff... Yeah. Um, Operation Popeye back in Vietnam. 
I mean, they were dogging the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and that's that's open stuff. I mean, if they were doing that back in, I don't know, um, you know, early seventies, late sixties. What do you th- what capabilities do you think they have now? Right. Well, what or they're what able to do now, now is that it's uh, smaller and more mobile. That's what it is now. Like these uh these uh like radio arrays and stuff like that. They're smaller and they're more mobile. All right, Christopher B saying, "Hello, I was wondering what kind of water you use when wetting your compost? Do you use chlorinated city water or perhaps water from a well?" So, we use well water. Um but Rinjani Ranch, shout out to Ranjani Ranch, he figured out that if you add vitamin C, like if you fill up your, if you're using chlorinated and fluorinated water, uh, you fill up your five gallon buckets with, with that water, you set it outside in the sun and you add vitamin C to it. And I think you let it sit for like 24 hours or something like that. Uh, and then you can use it because he was doing his compost with the chlorinated water and he wasn't getting any activity. He was getting like, uh, he was struggling with it to just break down. And it was because of that chlorine. He just started doing that, and then it started working. Yeah, how about that? All right, Shelly's asking, and by the way, you want to go check out her soap. Yeah, turn that, what was it? Turn that mangy man to a sexy beast. Bam, she's got it right there, two old crows homestead. She says, okay, should every farm have a tax exemption number? Are there negative implications to having one? Okay, there's two parts here. Um, That first part, tax exemption number. Ah. Man, I wish I had a really good response to that because at the end of the day, a lot of us want to be invisible. And Well, I've noticed same- that a lot of these products now seem to have, um, uh, like, they're already tax exempt. Like, if you're purchasing feed and certain products from, like, these farm stores, they already come tax exempt. And that might be specific to just where we live or it might be specific to, like, the stores near us. I don't know. But as far as, like, negative... Uh, um, I can see how, because I've had some weird emails lately with, um, people having some weird anomalies happen regarding some of this stuff, uh, gumshoes showing up to the house, expect, you know, just walking up into people's places, walking into the greenhouses and stuff like that, yeah. sending drones overhead. And more than ever, people want to be as, um, as invisible. It might be better working in a cash basis these days. It really might be. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's one of the negative stuff. Okay. She has part two or a food or barter basis. Yeah. Potentially. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of the negative things. I mean, they have more and more intrusion in our lives, and are we opening up ourselves to a little bit more? I, something I got to put a little more thought into. I'll be honest with you. I don't have a good exam. I don't have a good answer on that. We have one. Um. But there's business that we do that doesn't involve the, it as well. Could the alternative is just keep the receipt and write it off at the end of the year? I don't know. Is it like That's probably a expense? question for your mom. Um, part two, our state is always putting out info regarding grants offered by the Department of Agriculture or whomever uh, to help with the cost of infrastructure, pur- purchasing livestock, etc. I know people who get them and don't have any and don't have, uh, they don't have to be paid back or even followed up on. Again, are there any negative implications for applying for or receiving ag grants? Another good question. Um, the, well, it, kind of depends i would pay attention to what like is what comes with that grant so like our next door neighbor he got fence installed by the government and uh and i'm not talking about justin this is a different neighbor uh he got fence installed by the government and that eliminated his uh, like possibility of uh selling for like 20 years so there might be stipulations like that 
other times, I mean, if they don't even follow up or they don't even check, I mean, well, there's also a Faustian bargain. When we were going to that church before, there was one of the guys that worked for one of those departments, and he was saying, hey, you got to let us come out and put ponds in over here. And then I'm asking, of course, okay, well, what's the implications? And it's like he didn't come out and say it, but he led me to believe that if we said yes to this, then we would possibly have to open it up for inspection and fishing and all this in exchange oh. for getting an aquifer. Oh, no. So, no, I'm not having But we have gotten a while back – there were private grants we got, yeah. Shelly, um, yeah. and one of them was, uh, I can't remember who it was exactly. It came there from Tractor from, Supply. Yeah, there was one from, uh, no, the that was the thing. veteran one. Yeah, yeah but that one came yeah. from there. We've applied for private ones, and honestly, I'm with Dave Ramsey on this. If they're just giving this money away, now you got to look at the fine print on yeah. some of this stuff. But if they're giving money, that's the only way you're going to get your tax money back in any kind of way. If they're, I'm not for <laughs> yeah. subsidies in any form. But at the end of the day, if they're giving this stuff away, it's your ta- It's about the only way you're ever going to see your tax money back. So I don't, it depends on the deal. I mean, nobody ever wants to hear it depends, but it really does. A lot of these private yeah. ones, folks, you can get them. You can really get these grants and a lot of them go unfilled. Maybe not yeah, so much these days. A lot of people days. don't even apply for them. They just go un, like unanswered. Right. And some of these grants may be geared towards people of, uh, you know, maybe you're black or maybe you're indigenous. Well, guess what? Y'all forget about that episode we did regarding you can be whatever you want. If your chickens can identify as dogs, well, why can't you identify as a black person? Hey, actually, uh, I heard this argument. And this guy was talking about how transracial wakes makes way more sense than uh transgender i'm i'm digging it go ahead well that's basically the argument is that transracial makes way like nobody is just one thing everybody's mixed to some extent nobody is mixed man and woman like well the <laughs> only one that was your chromosomes are always squared you, away it's funny you bring that up because that one senator from massachusetts pocahontas she was one of the few people that was so white Man, they might as well called her milk. She was claiming to have Native American heritage, and that woman, she was like all Scandinavian. Um, yeah. I can't even think of her name right now, but I know she's a senator in Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren. Oh. And they started calling her Pocahontas. Well, she was one of the few people that weren't a little bit of everything. So, yeah, um, maybe you identify as, an, I mean, obviously, if there's people in there getting this thing, but if this grant's going to go unused, maybe you identify as this. Yeah, transracial makes sense. That's don't to- don't get one of those ancestry tests, though. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Okay, Brian's personal email. I love your channel. You're one of my top go-to channels for gardening. I'm looking to get into permaculture, but, I, but I've always... Well, he's basically saying he's done road gardening. What advice would you give to a newbie? Is, it, uh, uh, is there a video or book of yours that can get me headed in the right direction? Yeah, you can go through all these videos, but Jeff oh, Lawton... Man. As far as, like, getting into gardening? Well... Um, for it, he's basically done it the traditional way. Right. And he's wondering how to transition, I think, to go into the race. Oh man, I don't even know where you yeah, start. Yeah, I can, I can, oh yeah, there's a lot of places. Yeah, I know there's a lot of places. That's the issue because there's a lot you gotta what start with John really, Jevons. You know, John well, Jevons is a pretty good gateway yeah. drug. Um, start there and then go from there. I mean, but there's gonna be like, like, there's gonna be certain people you can research now and that might not make sense because it's too early for you to research. That, uh, I don't know, like Elaine Ingham, that might not be a good place to start, but that's definitely a place you need to get to at some point. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I think when you get down to brass tacks on a lot of this stuff, I really do think that like okay, if she's making the argument it's not NPK TV. that you need. What? Well, no, no, no. No, 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 no. I'm talking about Elaine Ingham. Right. If she's making the argument that it's not NPK you need and it's these microorganisms in the soil life that you need and somebody's coming into this and they're like what's NPK? <laughs> you right. know what I'm saying? That's, that's I'm not saying. a good start place with, to start. That's what I'm saying. When it when it comes to somebody making this transition, I always suggest Jevons, uh, how to grow more grocery or grow more vegetables than you ever thought possible. That's a really good place to start because whether they call it or not, it's just another species of permaculture. Right. But it's broken down in such a systematic way to where anybody could really follow along and make it happen, you or, know, or try to find a homestead or permaculture uh, YouTube channel that has a similar climate as you. There you go. Okay, we got one here from Jeff. Um, <laughs> he says, "Billy, I've been watching." I'll just condense it once again. Basically, he's living in Central America as a wife and kids, and they speak mostly Spanish. And um, he's thinking about relocating to the Asheville area. So he's wondering, he says, I thought maybe you can give me a tips about the area and where, where to avoid. I mean, if you move to, Ash, I wouldn't recommend moving to Asheville, but if you uh, were clever, you can make a killing off these people in Asheville. Yeah, boy, you got that right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the surrounding, everywhere outside of Asheville is good to go for the most part. Outside of Asheville. Yeah. yeah. Like within like 30 minutes of Asheville, you're... Like the 30, 30 minute mark. Yeah. Yep. Start at 30 minutes and then start looking because yeah. honestly, there's a lot of lunatic weirdos in here that are going to think that you're, you have chicken slavery going on because they're sitting in a pen. Yeah. When you're actually doing what you need to do to keep those chickens alive. I mean, but you're going to confuse them because you have an accent and they're going to like, it's, there's going to be too much conflict in their head. So, well, yeah, yeah you definitely. To me, this place is paradise. Where we live is paradise. Right. It's very beautiful. Just live 30 minutes outside of Asheville. That's exactly what I'm talking about. We got Steven here. He says, good day, pimps. Yes, and (laughs) if you're new here, permaculture is my passion. I got to kind of sum this one up. He's basically got chickens, and they're running in the backyard where dog poop exists. And he's wondering, is that going to be a problem with the chickens kicking around that dog poop? What do you think? Well, is the dog poop going in? I mean, are they like... I well, he says, it, let me eating. break it down like this. He says, on days I don't have the yard completely free of dog poop, is it okay for chickens to forage amongst it? I know pasture birds will pick through herbivore manure. Um, I don't think it's their first choice, really, no. with dog poop. Because I can't really think of it. I know the well, chickens been have been around position. dog poop. Yeah. And I can't think of a time where I've ever seen them go towards it. I don't know that I've ever seen them disturb it either. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't really, unless it's like an insane, like an insane amount of dog poop, like... You have too many dogs for your yard, uh, then I wouldn't really worry about it. I know we're going long here, but I got to make sure I get some of these folks have been waiting a long time to get their questions in. Um, this one here is from Joshua. I'm going to read it all the way through. I was listening to your recent pimp cast and I was uh, leaning into your discussion about climbing lamp, yams. I live in northern Florida, which is invaded, and he puts that in quotes, by food in the form of yams. <laughs> Typically, you either run into the inedible variety. And he's got the uh, scientific name here, which I can't pronounce. But the second most common, and another scientific name, is about an (laughs) 8 to 10 foot pound tuber in one year. Or a 20 to 30 pound tuber in two years. One variety does well um, up by you is cinnamon vine or Chinese yam. Man, thanks a lot for that because I'll be looking for it. 
Yeah, if you want to get sucked into the amazing documentary of tropical ubers, check out Our Roots Vanuatu in YouTube. It's in two parts. Absolutely incredible. Man, I'm man, I can't thank you enough for that. Um, I've been tossing around the idea that it would be amazing to put together in an invasive farm with mimosa and nitrogen fixing <laughs> trellises to grow yams. No cost, low work, no pest problems. We could cure degraded land. Is this guy a genius? Or, I know, I, that's this why I read it. Awesome. That's what I'm saying, man. This guy's off the meat wagon. When I read this, I was like, dude, there is no way. This is why I'm going long. There was no way I wasn't going to cover this. Oh, No man. way. That is cool. I mean, how cool. This, folks, what Josh was describing here is our consummate <laughs> definition. Gorilla gardening his own place. That's what I'm talking about. I didn't even finish it, but man, oh, he man. says, I love your passion for the permaculture in Jesus. Amen to that. Um, good night. When I read this, I was that like, is awesome. there is no way, no way I'm not getting Joshua on the pimp cast tonight <laughs> because that was off the hook. Um, what do you think? That would be cool. That, that would be awesome. I mean, like you're good to go. Like, once that's planted, you're done because <laughs> you're not going to get, I mean, you can't. Okay. So whenever you harvest, like a lot of these climbing yams, it's kind of like comfrey where you can't harvest at all and it's going to come back. Right. So you just like be responsible with your harvesting or plants enough. So where you don't have to be responsible with your harvesting. I, when and I saw that, I was like, you're this, good is, to go. this is absolute genius. I mean, you could do enough of that. You could do that on a scale because that's such a sustainable pattern. You could do that on a scale so where you let pigs free for a year and get them at the end of the year and process them. I mean, the, there's the, like the idea is you just came up with a genius pattern is what you did. Or so you could take like the, that that pattern can be mimicked in different climates and still be successful. I'm like, man, this this is a dude. Wow. That that one Man, I ain't going to kid you, man. That would knock me off my boots because yeah. I'm like, that is exactly the kinds of solutions we got to start looking for, y'all. That is the consummate definition of, like you said, we could feed the whole planet by taking ideas like that and putting yeah. them to work. And you would realize that we don't need, everything he's talking about is completely separate from the pharmaceutical, not just the pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical industry, but I mean the... Uh, the uh, nitrogen and or phosphorus-based industry. You could treat that as like your your food bank. Yeah. Like you only go over there whenever you need to. Yeah. Or something how, like how that. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, there was no way. I uh, wish I'd have got to that one earlier, folks. I mean, if nothing else, you should have stuck around this pimp cast just for that. Man. All right, we got Eric up here. Uh, my man, Eric, one of the brothers that I was telling you about up in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, he says, Pimp Daddy, would you use that cedar mulch around your trees or keep it in walking paths and trails? Um, he says, P.S., uh, this is your Northern Myth Michigan brothers, and wanted to say I appreciate your shout-out in your most recent podcast, Pimpcast, brother. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I had a great time. Whether whether uh, Yeah, he had a great time. And he says, we were to start the show, and his, our lovely wife, or my lovely wife, uh, your mom, of course, uh, he said, William seems skeptical that we were right, but maybe he can find out in person at the next event. I'm telling you, son, you just drop Look, these guys off in a room. I believe and just let you. them talk, and you're going to be busting up, I believe man. you. Dad was just doing a horrible job of explaining it. Yeah, maybe I was, but <laughs> it was a it was a real joy yeah. to hang out with everybody. But, man, these guys had me dying, and your mom, hey, too. Hey, thanks for those stickers, though. Those stickers are awesome. Yeah, fantastic, yeah. man. We'll have to, get, we'll have to buy some Look, from you next Look, we're really time. good at growing food. We can't design anything decorative 
anything like that for crap. Yeah, like, not one person in this no, house. Except Noel. for Kendra and Emily sometimes. Yeah, Kendra has a real knack for yeah. design and stuff like that. But when it comes to us, I can design a landscape. But, man, you want to see me. Now, you think those stick figures and those hand drawings and these caves and stuff are yeah. bad. Where do you see, man, you'll think I'm putting together ransom notes, mm-hmm. but he's asking about the cedar mulch around your trees or keep it in walking paths. I don't know. I want to put it around trees. Um, it, yeah, it depends on the trees. I mean, it depends on like, if it's a, a tree you really are hoping does well, uh, and you're like kind of not babying it, but you did like you mulched it. Yeah. It. But the breakdown of it is my concern. But the water, if you have compost underneath, I mean. Yeah, but I want that wood mulch to break down. So I guess we're going to disagree on how to go about that. If it's a productive tree, I'm always going to try to put some kind of mulch around there. I mean, yeah. cedar's going to help keep some Where pests. Where is he, away. Michigan? Yeah, he's in northern Michigan. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go okay, with uh, yeah, then whatever. I would, you're right. I would go with walking paths. Then. I'm, I'd use that in the walking paths. But um, when it comes around trees, man, I want something that's going to break down. And that's why I'm a big fan of that triple ground mulch. When it yeah. comes around trees, because it's already been aged, it's been ground down three times, and it's ready to rock and roll. And plus, it's broken down into small little pieces to where the breakdown period isn't going to be nearly as long, but we get the benefit of having that wood mulch out there. Right. But saying that, we would never buy it. We would never well, you got purchase a point there. <laughs> we yeah. would never purchase this. We, we barter honey for it. That's right, y'all. So, we, I mean... That's if, how we do if it. If we had to buy it, we wouldn't, and we'd just get chip drops. Right. So and that's, we can accelerate the uh, degradation of the wood chips by having chickens poop on them. Which means the fungus is working on it and everything else is. That's how we do it, y'all. So hopefully, I know we went a little long on this one, but hey, you know how we roll. Stay alert. Stay alive. <laughs> Yeah.